Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of No Regrets Marriage. And this will be week number two of our seasons episodes. We'll be doing four of them since there's four seasons. Yes, we will. So last week we did spring. Tonight we're going to do summer. Summer because that follows spring. Correct. So, um, Carla, why don't you start off? Tell us what is summer in our relationships and marriage? What's it all about? Well, summer season is in some ways sort of experiencing the fruit, if you would, from your spring planning and that intentionality and the things you started out doing in your marriage. And now you're in summer and a lot of times it's the idea of maybe some of that maturing. It's a really good time in your marriage. There's a satisfaction, there's a fullness, there's sort of a joy in the relationship, and it's at a really good, healthy, enjoying place, enjoyable. So summer is a good place to be. Yes. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, growing up, we look forward to summer because school's out and you get to go play. You don't have to do homework. You don't have to do any of that stuff. So summer was always a real highlight, I know, for me in my life. And now that I've been teaching for the past 20 years, I still got my summers off. I get to do my honeydew list that I get done every single summer. Absolutely never. Okay. It's another podcast. All right. Go ahead with the summer. Anyway, (laughs) um, I guess I say, you know, spring is great, but at some point you want to quit planning and being able to live everything you planned. Everything doesn't stay new all the time. And so summer is really the the natural progression after a springtime. And that's really the place you want to settle down. Yes. And so we want to talk about, again, some of the other keys to the summer and how you stay or prolong the summer. And then we'll maybe kind of talk about what's a a little bit more what we would call the difference in spring and summer. And then I guess these two seasons together, how critically important they are for sort of how you deal with what may happen in life. Okay. So the way we've been talking about it, we talked about the emotions of the season. We talked about the mindset and we talked about the actions. So let's talk about what are the emotions of summer? Again, it's that idea of fun. It's sort of a fullness to the relationship, just a kind of contentment, enjoyment of where you are in your marriage. Yeah, it's sort of an enjoyment of the work you put in during the springtime. Yes. You know, we talked about there that intentionality, that need that it's the planning, it's the growing, it's keeping doing some of the things you're doing in spring. And so sometimes it may look kind of similar sometimes. You still have a lot of the emotions, the satisfaction. Maybe it's not quite the excitement and the anticipation because now you're actually reaping from what your spring was. Yes, and so maybe, again, that idea that where spring may have somewhat of a, quote, newness to it, or maybe almost an adventure of what is ahead and what you're planning and wanting to do, and now you're sort of maybe experiencing it. Like the idea that you plan this vacation, you think, you plan, you put your money away, you dream about it, you get everything in order for it, and now you're on the vacation. Yeah, but unlike vacations, I know we're always thinking at the end of the vacation, we're thinking... we got to go back to real life. Yeah, now let's do it. I think the really cool thing that summer, you know, it's we talk seasons, and, you know, normally we think of seasons as three months. 
but summer doesn't have to be three months. Summer can keep on going and going and going. I remember a movie about surfing in a group called Endless Summer. You sure that wasn't Endless Love? No, it was Endless Summer. I didn't Endless Love. But, oh, okay. Um, it was Endless Summer, and uh, that's really what you want to achieve. Because you don't always want spring are great. It's exciting. It's fun. But if you just keep going spring to spring to spring to spring, you can get... You can get tired of starting well, all new things all right. the time. Right, and, and we've talked about, when we talked about spring last um, episode, it was the idea that, of course, usually couples, when they marry, are in the spring, and they're preparing to get married. But then also the idea of other times in your life where there may be new chapters is an opportunity for a new spring. And so that could be a move, a job, a baby, I mean, a whole host of things a restructuring of your lives based on stuff that sort of allows you to have a spring. But like you said, you you don't probably want to always be making big, huge changes. So this is the enjoyment of some of that plan, the change, and now you're just sort of getting the fruit of it. Yeah, I think of the spring as the time like you're building the new house, you've done all the planning, you've seen it, you've watched go up step by step, and summer is when you finally get to live get in to it and enjoy in. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we said that was the emotions. That's the emotions, mindsets of... Summer. Summer, the mindset, again, some similarity to spring, but it's that idea of a very positive sense of your relationship. And there's a deep kind of trust there, almost in a way that may even be better than the spring in the sense that you've really begun to sort of prove it, if you will. You know, you've probably been together for a little bit and you maybe have weathered a few things that you're building that sense of trust and a deeper bond with one another. So I think your mindset is you're seeing the positive, you are enjoying it again. So it's a real it's a real positive sense of the relationship. Yeah, because you've seen the that growth that's gone in the relationship. And and I guess I want to say that here. Sometimes it's easy to think um when we think seasons, we just think of times of life. But really when we're talking about seasons, we're talking about what is the state of your marriage. Right. How healthy is it? How good is it in all those different aspects that we want really quality strong marriages. Okay, so that's our mindset. And now we get to the actions. So the sort of actions slash behaviors that you would see in summer. Some of them are the same, as we said, as spring. So it's a real sense of intentionality and continuing to do the things you first started doing. Yeah, hopefully those things you start in spring can become habits. Right, and so and now... so you're doing that continually instead of having a couple of no, and you're actually building and growing and making it stronger. So the idea of that daily communication, that weekly kind of communication, and we've had other podcasts talking about things like the five questions that you can ask one another each week, the idea of the high and low of the day. So you're just intentionally every day, every week, connecting with one another. You're having date nights. You're planning special getaways, whether it's once a year, twice a year, just, but you're doing the things that keep it alive, that nourish it, that make it flourish. Hey, what are some of the things that sometimes I think we don't think about as far as aspects of really continuing to grow that relationship. And I guess one thing I'm asking the question, I'm going to answer myself. That's the best way to do it. Go ahead. 
Um, you know, I think one thing that we don't often see couples do, they work on, you know, communication skills. They work on how to deal with conflict. You know, they work on having a shared vision if they're with their children and how they're going to raise them and what they're going to do. They've made all the agreements on just how we're going to live. I think one of the real things that couples often lead by the wayside is really be intentional about the spiritual aspects of the relationship. True. And so the idea that in this spring, se- I mean, excuse me, the summer season, when a, you're in a really good place, this is where we can spiritually challenge one another in our walk with the Lord. This is a place where we're really learning to pray for one another. And so that intentionality again in that area, because that is, as we talk about a lot of it, a lot of times, that is the uniqueness of Christian marriages where we have the capacity to have that spiritual intimacy. So when we talk about it, spring and summer, a lot of times they sound the same. What's the difference? Well, I think when, as we said, a couple of things. One, I think sometime there in spring, there is a newness kind of to it, the beginning of something. And then summer is maybe more seeing, as you said, with those couple of examples you gave, sort of the fruit of some of that planning that you've done, a little bit of that um, reaping the benefits of laying down some good habits in your marriage that you really can now enjoy. And so the idea is, yes, we're going to have opportunities to have springs in our marriage, but I think really we want to have a lot of long summers in our marriages. Yeah, I think the summer, uh, a word that just popped to mind is that it's really where your relationship really matures. Yes. In, In all the different areas, emotionally, physically, especially when it comes to your sexual relationship, spiritually. I guess in, we've used this illustration when we've done this in a seminar about that of a tree. And you think of it in your springtime, you're planting your yard, you're doing in that, you plant a tree. And at that point, and I know I've seen people do this with little trees, you tie wires to it to make sure it stays up. But it's during the springtime that you're watering it, fertilizing and doing all of that. But you keep doing those things in the summer because what you want to do is build those deep roots. And I think that's maybe one of the big differences. You know, think of summer as more sort of a maintenance of a lot of the stuff you start in the spring, but it's a real focus on creating a depth in your relationship. And that is really critical. What's interesting is Johnny will tell an audience or a group to draw a, a tree. He'll say, 10 seconds, draw the draw a quick tree. And then everybody show their tree. So everybody holds up the picture of their tree. And pretty much everybody has like a trunk, right, on the trees. And everybody has some form of like the branches and the leaves. Some, People put a little grass little in there. A little grass, some apples or something like that. Nobody generally draws the roots. Yeah, I've done this in a room full of people, and I think like one out of 25 or 30 people would draw the roots there. And that's the most important part of the tree. And I think one of the things that we see happen is that when life happens, meaning when the hard things come into our lives, and that y'all know this, it is everything from financial problems, job changes, infertility, more babies than you thought you wanted or could handle, um, children with issues, you know, in-laws, you name struggles. it. I mean, just whatever it is, and sometimes it is like that, I was going to say, the 
hurricane word, but I usually say it hurricane, wrong. Hurricane, not a hurricane. I know, I say it wrong. Well, okay, a bad storm that may take your house out, right? Right. So those happen, and all of a sudden there's this warning, and it's going to strike, and it hits, and it's done. And so the problem is if you have not had enough spring and really summer in your marriage, that high winds can take your tree out. Yeah, and here's the reality. It doesn't matter what season you're in, spring, summer, which those are great seasons in your relationship. It's healthy, it's growing, it's vibrant. Or even the fall that we'll talk about later where you're seeing warning signs and then the winter when it's really hard. Storms happen in every season. You know, springtime in Georgia is more tornado season. Starting from June through really into October, November is hurricane season. And then the winter, we just, we don't really get snowstorms here, but... We can imagine it. A lot of places do get snowstorms. And so it's not a matter, when we talk about the seasons, it's not a matter that, oh, everything is good. There are no problems in life, spring and summer. It's that your relationship is in such a healthy place and it is so rooted that when the storms happen, man, it doesn't tear apart your marriage. Well, and that is, that is really one of the keys we would want to emphasize. And I think you and I have experienced having life circumstances come at us. And thankfully, we were in and had been in a summer season in our marriage. Did it hurt? Was it hard? Did it stress us out? Absolutely. Big time. But the roots were there. And so really one of the other cool things that I think happens is that when a couple has had this season of summer, and again, they're watering and they're fertilizing and they're pulling up the weeds and they're dealing stuff with as, with conflict and things as it comes along, they're pouring into their love tanks, they're doing all the stuff that keep your marriage vibrant Then when life throws stuff at us, I think there's a leaning into one another. And there is this strength and intimacy even that you get to experience out of really something hard. But because your marriage had been in in a season that was vibrant and healthy, you can weather it. All right. So in talking about summer... I think it's important to talk about, hey, how do you keep the longest summer you can? What are the things that you're doing? And, you know, summer doesn't mean it's idle and carefree. It means there's still issues. You still get weeds that grow up and there get weeds in the relationship. These little things that pop up. You have, you mentioned one time I was mowing the grass and I ran over a yellow jacket nest and they came after me. You got to deal with the yellow jackets, those irritating things that can sometimes be really painful. Yes, and a whole bunch of them getting you. But you want to deal with them. You still have to do those kind of things. But the key in building those deep roots is that you don't stop dealing with those things. You You don't stop being intentional about it. And this is a great place to say, we're not going to go into all the tools that we've talked about before, but hey, go back to some of our previous podcasts. We talk about communication and how to build some good communication. We talk about how to deal with conflict and what are some healthy tools to do that. 
we talk about the love tank and love languages. In fact, we just will be drop. We just drop. No, we're going to drop a podcast. We would have just dropped a podcast. My mind gets confused. Yeah, here. I was going to say he's confused. Yes, we've dropped a podcast just recently on love languages. So go back and listen to those because that's where you're going to hear a lot of the tools on how to keep the summer going. You know, the great idea is, man, how do we build that endless summer? Yeah, endless summer. It's not love. It's endless summer. endless summer. But it could be love too, but yeah. Right. So in thinking about other ways to be really intentional, we know you want to beware of some of the dangers. Some of those things are that will end your summer. You just get lazy. Yeah, you get lazy. Start drifting. You, you start drifting, you start coasting. And usually the reason, a lot of times you do that, busyness, I think. And we did a whole podcast on the enemies of intimacy. In fact, I think there's three podcasts on that. Here I am hyping all the past, past podcasts, but I do think they go into more depth. You know, we get so busy in our schedules that because we're so busy, we stop focusing on the marriage. We just sort of live through the summer, and then all of a sudden, here come the stresses of going back to school and all of that, and we go crazy. Yeah. Um, selfishness, when you're just thinking of yourself, or pride, which really becomes that barrier to really becoming in a more intimate in the relationship. So those are the enemies. What are some of those other things that people can be doing to help keep us in summer? Well, I think as we talked about communication day in, you know, daily, weekly, fill in the love tank. So again, you got to know what those things are that really resonate with your mate. How do they want to be loved? That those five questions allude, at least one of those alludes to that as part of asking one another each week, how you can sort of, how can I do something for you this week that would be meaningful to you? Um, and you deal, as you mentioned, you deal with the conflict as it comes up. Don't and let it build up. You don't let it build up. And that's sort of the same concept of sort of having a pop-off valve or a release valve. And so instead of just letting things fester, not dealing with them, letting them accumulate, and then all of a sudden you blow and your spouse is looking at you like, what? You know, I mean, why are you going off the chain on this? And it might be because there have been some things that are going on that you're not addressing. And it's the healthiest thing to week in and week out talk about, have we offended one another? Have we made each other irritated? Have we upset one another? So that they don't build up. And that's really, we're going back with the five questions I think are huge about, because it helps you think and address those kind of things. All right, the last thing I think I would say about doing this summer, and that's that advantage that, as if you're a Christ follower, that it's the big advantage we have and that it's not just you and me, but it's really you, me, and God that's part of this relationship. And it's really focusing on building the spiritual because that's what really makes those roots strong is having the spiritual component. And that involves things like, hey, praying together, praying for each other. You've already mentioned that finding a place to serve together in ministry, whatever. Um, on your date nights, yeah, date nights would be fun. Hey, pick a book to read, a book on marriage, a book on your spiritual walk, something, and read through that and share about that. Doing those things that really build spiritual intimacy, because that's sort of the crown on all of this in, in a marriage relationship. So, 
Yes. We've got spring and summer. Yes, we Which did. is where you really want to stay. But the reality is, I think everybody, and we've said this before, eventually in your marriage, we've been married 39 years. We've had some falls. Yeah, and we've had maybe falls. some winners. And, and we've had some winners, but early winter. We've I mean, never we gotten into deep in, winter. Where's the, like, Siberia? Is that, like, yeah, the we worst? Yeah, we've never been to Siberia. I, mean, I don't know if we've been to Siberia. Maybe we got near Siberia. I don't know where that would be. Yeah, we but... got it was really frosty and cold. But yes, it was never as bad as it could get and as bad as we've seen it get in some marriages. So we'll look at those. Next week we'll be talking about fall, and then we'll wrap it up with winter. Um, hey, you can stay in summer if you do the work. Yeah. If you do the hard work and, and marriages work, don't let anyone tell you anything different. I know we think, oh, well, it ought to be easy. It's not. It's people that are committed to work at the relationship, doing the things that they need to be doing, doing the things they know that'll build intimacy physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Those are the couples that build those roots. And so when those storms happen, like the summer hurricane, the summer floods, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. There's going to be hardship. But as the relationship, man, those deep roots are going to carry that relationship. And you get through that hardship, you get through that difficult thing, and you just keep that summertime going and going. Yep. All right, folks, uh, thanks again for sharing time with us. We know time is valuable. So I will say goodbye. Goodbye. And keep on forging.